Will the next person that sees anybody throw anything onto this field, point them out, and get them out of here? You don't live in Cleveland, you live in Cincinnati! Stand up. Let's get it. I'm about to get some chicken wings and watch the Bengals play. I'm about to get a couple drinks and watch the Bengals game. My city like a zoo, we just watch the Bengals play. And I don't know about you, I'm about to watch the Bengals game. Who Go who they? Go who they? Who Welcome back. It was a sad day for Cincinnati today, Ed. Yes, sir, it was. So, on behalf of Pardon the Punctuation, myself being as connected to the situation as I was with my wife working at the building, Pardon the Punctuation wants to thank the service of all those involved in taking down an active shooter at the Fifth Third Tower today at Fountain Square in downtown Cincinnati. Um, uh, personal shout-outs. Um, guys that I know from growing up, um, Jeff, uh, Robert, anybody you want to shout-out? Uh, yeah, we got Nick down there, um, John and Debbie. Um, I think that's all the ones that I know. I, I know some guys on the fire squad, too, so... Um, thank you for all that you do. Um, you brought my wife home to me today. Um, things go different. Maybe she doesn't. I don't know. But regardless, uh, it was uh, a scary day for Cincinnati. So thankfully there were minimal casualties and uh scary day. Yeah, no, absolutely. It was uh, not not the way we wanted to start the day out. Not the way we wanted to start the podcast out. No. But in any case... Uh, Needed to be said. Yep. So thank big, you for uh, all you guys do. Big thank you. Thank you to all of you. So Let's now that we it. got that out of the way... Let's get into it. Felt like it was needed, though. It was. It was um, needed. I mean, it's been weighing on me all day. I mean, for trying, sure, man. trying to work when that kind of stuff's going on, it's a little crazy. Well, we saw what, we, uh, what we, we've known all along, that we got... Some of the best in the country working downtown for us and well, working all over the state for us. So it was just on display and they uh, they did what they had to do. Well, in any case, thank you for coming back to join us after our uh, hiatus last week. Between, a week off. Between, I mean, it's a Thursday too, so oh, this is a weird day for true. us to be even recording. That's true. Um, my anniversary yesterday, your anniversary cruise last week um I, I mean i guess anniversary time we, we should give everybody a heads up next year <laughs> um july and september of next year just heads up it's, we'll be, we'll be a it's busy. gonna be weird um but yeah so we got a we got a pretty good show lined up for you tonight i think uh awful lot of stuff we're gonna get to here uh, because Football's back officially right now. We got the game on. It's on. Um, I think I think Philly's losing. Like it's like six three something like that. I don't know. Somebody's losing. Um, in any case, it's not us. 
we are not in this game. Correct. Not until Sunday. That's how much I'm paying attention. Right now. It's on, but, you know, whatever. Fantasy football purposes and what have you. Oh, yeah. Fantasy football. So, just to get it out of the way, be sure to check us out on Facebook. Pardon the punctuation. You can check us out on Twitter at PTP Podcast Cincy. Check us out on Instagram. Pardon underscore the underscore punctuation. You can call us. At this point, you can call us with questions, comments, feedback, hot takes. Give us your fantasy football hot takes. I don't even care at this point. Just give us a shout. I mean, we got a we got a league too. So if you want to talk some trash, some league trash, call us and, and give that trash talking. That sounded really good. Say trash one more time. Trash. <laughs> um, also, don't forget you can check us out at www.pardonthepunctuation.wix.com forward slash blog or you can email us at pardon the punctuation at gmail.com um, we're still looking for blog writers so uh, let us know if you got something you want to throw out there and I'm almost done with my blog I wanted to have it done before football started but I wanted to actually have one done as well while you were gone and I had some extra time but instead I ended up playing some video games so well I mean that happens it does maybe it does. I'll finish writing mine up tomorrow during lunch I don't believe you. I might. It's pretty there much it done. There it is, just there's needs, the caveat. I need an intro I might. and a final paragraph. It's going to end up being actually. No, you're right. I got to find videos next too. week at some point. Maybe after the weekend. Oh, we'll still be possible, talking about yeah. it next podcast. It's a good one though, guys. So, <laughs> moving into the show, um, we do have an interview today. Yes, we do. Um, be sure to check out his uh, latest blog which I believe is his um, Bearcats notebook. Um, but you can check him out at Williams underscore Justin, uh, or you can check him out on The Athletic. We got Justin Williams. All right, so we have Justin Williams, the Bearcats football and basketball beat writer for The Athletic with us tonight. Um, Justin, thank you for joining the show. Absolutely, I appreciate it. Hey, that's no problem at all. Um, now, Justin, you are a relatively new voice to, um, at least for the athletic, uh, in regards to the uh, Bearcats football and basketball teams. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what you're going to be doing in the upcoming seasons for both uh, football and basketball for the athletic? Yeah, sure. So uh, I joined the, uh, the athletic Cincinnati back um, in May. Uh, you know, so Cincinnati sites still pretty new and it started in February um, so but I'm even doing that and then you know helped out on different things while we were filling out the staff uh, the plan for a little bit then for me to cover cover UC football and basketball and kind of officially announced that a couple weeks ago so you know with football um, um, I'm gonna be, I, I might not travel to every road game it kind of depends on different things we have going on which is you know if, if anyone who's been bombarded with all the why I join the athletic posts that are on Twitter every other day. Like, you know, part of it is you have a lot of freedom to try and do and report on different things. Um, so, but I was out at UCLA and I'm sure I'll go to uh, at least a couple other road games. You know, I'll be at the Miami game this weekend, which is technically a road game, even though it's at Paul Brown Stadium. Um, and kind of what I'm trying to do is just, you know, usually have something based off of, of every game, not like a traditional gamer, but something that looks at how the game went and, uh, and, and you know what? What was kind of the important things for for the Bearcats, and then I always try and do like a like a notebook. We call it the Bearcat Beat. 
towards the end of every week, you know, focusing on something that, you know, is either key to the upcoming game or, or the past game or in practice and then trying to fill in any other additional information. And then I'm always just going to try and do, you know, different profiles or behind-the-scenes stories. I'll mix in basketball even before basketball season starts, and I'll try and just do some maybe some general stuff on the athletic department, you know, that maybe might not even be specific to, to basketball or football, but just trying to give people kind of some insight on the, how things work and, and what things are like behind the scenes a little bit. Pretty much trying to give, you know, whatever fans are interested and want to know, I'm going to try and do that. So that's why I'm always open to people want to send questions or reach out to me on Twitter or whatever. Um, I'm, I'm always happy to hear from people. But in, in many ways, it's kind of a traditional, a traditional beat job. Um, so I'll be around the football and basketball teams as much as possible. Now, just real quick, um, I know I, myself, and Ed also, uh, we're both relatively new to The Athletic. Um, so for any of our listeners who maybe don't know what separates The Athletic from, you know, say your traditional ESPN, Bleach Report, or something like that, um, can you give us a little insight on that? Yeah, so, I mean, it's the, the whole Athletic is you know, I think the Chicago site started a little over two years ago, but it's a subscription-based website and app. Um, there are individual city. I think there's like 38 U.S. markets. So, you know, everything from Los Angeles and New York to Cincinnati, Buffalo, Pittsburgh, Columbus, you know, even smaller cities. Um, and you pay basically like a, you know, a flat month, a flat yearly subscription rate and you get access to everything. So there's national rights. Uh, there's different sport verticals. Uh, even places that don't have cities, they might have beat writers for big teams like a lot of college football teams, Georgia, Tennessee, they all have And then you have, you know, first, so for college football, you have, you know, Stuart Mandel, uh, Bruce Feldman, Nicole Auerbach, Andrew Jennings, these national writers that are kind of covering it from that perspective. And you get all of that with the, with the subscription that you pay. So it's, it, you know, kind of been described as like the Netflix Spotify model, but for, for sports journalism and, um, it's, it's new and it's interesting and exciting and you know so far for me it's been great i have no complaints now uh for those of you listening um some names you might be familiar with obviously justin's still kind of new to the scene here um but some other names you might recognize c trent rosecrans and uh mo egger both actually write for the athletic as well so um yes they were they were the name hires when this thing was started i just got tacked on a couple months later graciously uh, on my part i might add but uh <laughs> no both those guys are great and it's, you know, it's that way in every city too. They just—they have a lot of really good, talented columnists, reporters, everything. Well, we're excited to see what you can bring to the team. So, um, kind of getting into things as far as uh, UC football. Um, It's—it's it's been a hell of a week. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know that uh, anybody really saw that coming. I, I mean, didn't, I didn't see it. I didn't see it coming. I—I I was surprised. So, um, you know, what were your what were your immediate thoughts now that you've had a little? a few days to really digest the win now. Yeah, I, I was surprised too. You know, I talked to a few different people leading up to it. I, you know, especially after UCLA had some, they were a little bit banged up and they had those suspensions. I wouldn't have been shocked if if you set the close. I think the line ended up somewhere around like 14 points. I don't think UC covering would have been a ridiculous surprise. Uh, but I honestly didn't, I didn't expect them to win going on the road with such a uh, in the first game of the season, and Against the Chip you know they fall behind ten nothing in the first quarter, and it just it, it seemed like that was kind of the way the game was going to go. Uh, I I really think it 
offensive line and the whole defense kind of recalibrated after the first couple series. Ritter coming in at quarterback, I think, played a, a, some role in that, but I also I think it was more just the offensive line kind of got their feet under them and, and calmed down a little bit, and the defense clamped down. And the second half wasn't pretty. You know, I think UC scored 17 um, in the second quarter and went, in, went into halftime up 17. And then the second quarter was a little bit of a slugfest back and forth, but they, they made the big plays, obviously, the, the big safety. And, and Fickle going for it on those fourth downs late are, are what made the difference. So uh, I, I was pretty shocked by the, the final result, but just watching the game, it's not like the, you know, I don't think the Bearcats pulled a fast one on them. They were the better team that game, I think. Now, obviously, like you kind of were alluding to, we dominated in the trenches with, from everyone's perspective at this, at this point. Um, but do you think that this win is bigger for the program's future confidence or for Luke Fickle's personal confidence? I, I think Fickle's a pretty confident guy. Um, you know, I don't think he would have injected him with true serum before the game. I don't know if he would have said that they were going to win. Um, but from the moment he came in last year, just from, you know, obviously wasn't on the beat last year, but from talking to the people, players, coaches, people in the, in the athletic department, I mean, he was it was all about changing the culture from, from what it was and, and kind of turning it into the things that he believed as a coach. Um, and he hadn't necessarily been a head coach in the past, but he had had a lot of success at Ohio State. Uh, sure. And so, uh, you know, I think whether it happened, whether it was going to happen Saturday in the Rose Bowl in terms of a victory and, and kind of a big signature win, I don't know if he thought it was going to happen then, but this is what, what they did and how that game went. That's what Fickle you know, came here to do, and that's what he's believed in. Uh, so I think it was probably bigger for the players um, and just the program in general. I mean, I, you know, I can't – people were talking about it a lot after the game. You know, the last time they had a win like that, it certainly wasn't any of them last season. Right. I don't think there were any in Tuberville's last season that would compare. Uh, so not that the players didn't believe that could happen, but the fact that they went out there and, and you know, and were able to do it, I think that will give them a little confidence especially some of those younger guys who, yeah, last year was a little struggle, or maybe if they're true freshmen, they came in. And this is, I think, what they they expect or what they were hoping for coming into, into college. And so I think that'll set a good tone for them. And, you know, it, it is just one game. I'm interested to see how they come out and play against Miami and especially uh, OU in a couple weeks. But certainly, uh, I think, was a good way for them to get the season started. Well, I thought I, I was going to say I thought it was great to see even some of the recruits that aren't quite here yet. Uh, some of the commits, um, they were responding very well too. If you saw any of that on online, yeah, sure. And you know the, you know, I think people can overblow the playing UCLA on ESPN, but it's you know it's certainly better than the contrary. It doesn't hurt uh, if, if you're a player that's considering UC or that's committed to UC to to see a team in a primetime matchup like that come out on top. Yeah, I'm really interested in this weekend, considering last year we just kind of sneaked by uh, beating uh, Miami. And so I'm hoping you know, a lot of the momentum from last weekend will roll over to this this weekend and we won't have to worry about a nail-biter at the end again. Yeah, they talked a lot, a lot about that uh, in the Miami game and just any of the wins last season. You know, Fickle, I think, this week basically said they all felt like a relief, like they weren't necessarily a good feeling. And the Miami game is a perfect example of that. I mean, they – Everyone knows they had no UC had no business winning that game, right? Right. right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even though the, I think they've won twelve in a row, but the past have been really close and 
Miami's outplayed them in a couple. Uh, and so, yeah, you know, it, it's one thing to beat UCLA, and I think that kind of surprised everyone. But uh, I think, you know, on this game specifically, if, if UC is moving in the direction they want to, this is a team they should go out and beat. It's technically a road game, but it's really, you know, a, a neutral site. There should be more UC fans there. Um, and if they're if they're really moving in the direction they hope and think they are, I don't know they're going to come out and blow them out. Um, but they shouldn't. They shouldn't have a game like they did last. Right, right. So the two and a half point underdog kind of surprised you. Yeah, a little bit. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know how much people are, you know, factoring in the the Paul Brown Stadium thing, I, especially after the way both teams played in the first week. I was a, a little bit surprised. I saw a lot of places where it dropped down to a pick and I think Miami minus one was in both the other places. So it seems like the, at least early action people were going on the Bearcats. But, you know, I don't know. Betting on college football, I, I don't use my own money to, to, to do that stuff. I think it's especially week two. Miami got down against Marshall and, you know, made a good comeback effort. It, it didn't really work out. But if you're just looking at both those teams from an offensive standpoint, I, I think you would probably say that Miami had a little bit more firepower this last weekend, even though they lost. So it was a little surprising just based on the results and especially to see winning uh, in such a kind of nationally recognized fashion against UCLA. But I'm, I'm not going to pretend to be smart enough to know what goes into the odds makers <laughs> making that decision. I don't think anybody ever knows. So uh, <laughs> since we got to see Desmond Ritter and Michael Warren the seconds coming out party last week, um, who at this point do you think is more important to success this season, the Hayden Moore, Jared Dokes old regime or the Desmond Ritter, Michael Warren the second new regime? Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, I think once Dokes is healthy, um, and I don't know, he didn't practice Tuesday of this week, so I, I, I would – personally you know maybe give it a toss-up or maybe even doubtful that he'll he'll dress the, and play this weekend against Miami but you know they're they don't want to run more than 35 carries every game that's for sure right um Bruce is he, he played some last year he's still a little bit banged up too and other than they got freshmen behind him so uh I think once you know I don't know that Warren is necessarily stealing Dose's job from him even if comes back they're gonna run both those guys a lot uh i think it'll be interesting to see if and when uh more plays this weekend i can't imagine he'll start and i was someone who all the way up to the ucla game was saying i would be shocked if he didn't start that game um but the fact that ritter comes in on the third series in the for first quarter and plays the rest of the game you know there's no way they're they're gonna start more in my opinion but fickle and the whole staff has you know, basically made the point that they're going to need both of those guys, um, and and so I'll be interested to see if if that's true. You know, they're not announcing a starter, but it seems like Ritter would be the the smart bet there. But I don't think it would be ridiculous to see them throw Hayden in for a couple series, especially if uh, if they get behind or if if Ritter struggles a little bit. His running ability adds a, definitely a different dynamic, but I I still think uh, Hayden's probably the better the better passer of the two. Um, but I, you know, all the talk leading up to the, the the season was which of those two guys was going to start, and the fact that more or Ritter comes in on the third series, you know, that was their plan according to to the coaches going into it. But that he comes in, stays, and, and wins, brings him from behind and wins a big game. I think that probably says a lot about how the the quarterback 
situation will go the rest of the season and, and what Fickle and the staff kind of had hopes for. I just think it's great as a season ticket holder to see somebody able to come in for Hayden Moore because last year, I, don't, I, don't, I mean, I didn't really feel like we had that guy. Yeah, you know, it, again, I wasn't on the beat last year, but just from talking right. to people and knowing people who were fans, like it almost seems like people were trying to talk themselves into Ross Trail or, um, you know, Sopko even, who uh, no one loves Sopko more than I do, but I, I don't think he's necessarily a starting quarterback. Um, and, and yeah, that was that was what the whole thing was all about with Ritter and even Ben Bryant this offseason. Um, and, and I think Fickle in part wanted to, those guys to push Hayden more, but I also think he just wanted, he felt there was something lacking from the quarterback position, and, and he thought maybe more could, could give that to them this season, but he also wanted to see what the younger guys did, and uh, I personally wasn't, based on what I'd seen out of Ritter in uh, preseason and scrimmage and stuff like that, he clearly has tons of athletic ability, but I was surprised how well he played. Not that he came in and played unbelievably or anything, but the fact that he came in and, and was poised to turn the ball over and all that stuff, I, I was surprised by how well he did against UCLA. So with that all said, what are the things that we need to be watching for against Miami this weekend? They, uh, you know, their quarterback, Raglan, threw for a bunch of yards against Marshall. I think it was like 357 or something like that. Part of that was they were down by 21, you know, early in the second half, so they're they're playing catch-up a lot, and I'm, I'm sure Marshall is, you know, playing pseudo-prevent or something like that, but uh, talking to coaches, talking to Fickle this week, you know, that's what they expect to see, again, is them throwing the ball through the air. They have big, strong, fast receivers. You know, Fickle said that the most important thing for them on defense going into this game is preventing and stopping the big play. So I think they're expecting Miami to try to air it out and move it down the field on them. So that's what I think they'll see. And on offense, I think you're going to see as much as possible or, or them replicate what they did against UCLA, which is just run the air out of the ball. But they're going to have to do that for a while. Uh, Denbrock talked this week about wanting to get the passing game established a little bit more, and they kind of hope that if they can keep running the ball well, the, the passing game will come along a little bit and they'll have opportunities to do that. But they've made no no you know illusions about the fact that this is going to be a run-heavy offense, and that's in part because that's what their strength is with the running back group, and especially if Ritter's in the game, that's, that's what he does well. So I don't think we're going to have many games this season like when Moore came in against Memphis, however many years ago that was, and just started chucking it down the field. Like They're, <laughs> they're going to run the ball all year, uh, but I, I think later. they're going to hopefully be able to incorporate some of the pass game a little bit better than they did against UCLA off of that. Sure. If you had to make a decision right now, what's the, uh, what's the prediction for uh, how the game ends? Final score. Uh, honestly, I, I I could see it going either either way. I would say that based off of how well they played against UCLA in that big win, and the fact that Sickle was very conscious and outspoken of them not wanting to get too big ahead, and he threw them hard in practice this week. He got on them, and I think he just wanted to make sure, like, don't get you know, fat and happy just because you've got a big, big win on ESPN. Um, so I, I would think that those two things combined together and the fact that it's kind of a pseudo home game for them, actually, uh, I, I think they will pull up the win. Um, I don't I don't think it'll be a blowout. I don't think their offense is built really to blow this out. Uh, but I think they'll be able to control both sides of the ball. And, uh, and I, I would I would predict a victory, but it's, it's too early in the season. Nothing, nothing would still shock me. 
Fair enough. Absolutely. So final score? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I, I feel like it, I will I'll always give like 16 to 13 final score guesses or something like that. Uh, with UC. You know, they got, they got two points on a safety. They got a field goal. Those, those are the things that are going to actually, I think, end up being key things for them. Uh, all their touchdowns are on one-yard runs. I think you're going to see a lot of that stuff this season. So uh, I think it'll be a close game and, and relatively low score. I'll say 16 to 13. Well, let's uh, let's hope the weather changes here between then and now, and uh, it doesn't torrentially downpour the way that it's uh, predicted to be. So, yeah, it's not looking too good right now. So we'll see. Um, kind of switching gears since we got you here. Um, obviously, you we've already talked about the fact that you cover UC basketball as well. Um, so Ed, I think you you got a question about the new arena, right? Yeah, have you had a chance to uh, visit or tour the new arena since I think they're doing like monthly tours with media and things like that? Have you had a chance to check it out yet? Yeah, I went. I want to say it was in June. Um, it's been a few weeks now. I'd have to look back exactly. I wrote a piece about it, or I wrote a you know a piece that included some information about the tour. Um, so and just you know they've been putting up videos and doing all that kind of stuff. That it's, it's changed a lot even since I was in there. Right. Um, and I think they're going to do at least one or two more tours coming up sometime soon. They basically want to get to a point where they can finish it and then kind of like block it off so it can't get screwed up. Sure. Um, but it sounded from from what I'm hearing, they're going to do another one or another one or two coming up pretty soon. So I'd like to get back in there. But I did go. Um, I think it was about mid June was when I was able to, to go through there. How crazy is it? I mean. I'm so used to, I've been going to Fifth Third or you the, know, the shoe. shoe back in the day. <laughs> uh, I've been going there sure. since I was, a, I was a kid with my dad, and I just, I can't imagine how different this place is going to look. Like, walking into the same building, but just having a completely different look. Yeah, I mean, it's it's basically like they they raised the whole thing without tearing the outside walls down. Right. I, mean, I, I grew up in Cincinnati, so I, I've gone to the basketball game, you know, for years as well, and it... Once you walk into the into the arena, it just you it doesn't feel the same. You know the whole you can always walk into that area where it's the two two floors, you know, open open uh, space where you walk in. They have the banners and right. stuff, and you have to walk up the steps to get into the arena. Like that is all gone. The concourse goes all the way around. So when you walk into there, there's a second floor above you. You walk right on the floor level. Um, you know you can stand in the the corners, which you know, like people that have been to the shoemaker, they realize how weird that is because it was, you know, basically the, the stand would stop and there would just be open space. Right. Um, so it's wild. I, you know, even being in there without the actual being in or without the floor being in, it just felt like a totally different arena. Uh, and and I think it's gonna when people, it's kind of hard to describe. But I think when people walk in for the first time that have been to to fifth or the shoe or, or you know a lot over the years, it's gonna kind of blow them away. I can't wait. I can't wait. As a season ticket holder, I can't either. Yeah, can you take me? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, they've done really well with, with season tickets, too. You know, which is, that's the whole goal, obviously, when you do something like this. But so it seems like a lot of people are excited for it. Absolutely. I'm sure they're going to have probably all, if not most, of the games sold out this year. Um, yeah, I'm, that's what they're going for. So we had a, a new commitment. This week with uh, Prince Gillum Toyambi. I hope I'm saying that remotely close. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> between the uh, the newest commitment and the incoming class in general, um, how excited are you about this uh, this new incoming class? 
uh, you know, <laughs> excited. I've, I've, I'll be interested to see them to see them play and how much some of those guys play. My guess is they'll probably redshirt Prince, um, which I think I think going with a first name with him, will I think all UC fans can get on board with that. But uh, <laughs> the fact that he's coming in so late uh, and reclassified to this class, I, I would be surprised if he if he didn't redshirt. Um, but I think Logan Johnson is someone that they're really high on. I think he'll get a lot of run, you know, maybe not right away this year, but I could see him eating into a lot of Justin Jefferson. Uh, just, you know, he's such a freak athlete. He's going to give them a lot on the floor. And Rashawn Frederick is not a freshman. He's definitely going to play a lot. He's going to be a key player for them. He gives them a lot of versatility. Uh, you know, he's 6'5", but he plays really big. Nick loves his offensive rebounding ability. Like, he just raves about it all the time. What a great rebounder he is, how big he plays. So I think they're probably going to run him out there at the four a lot. You know, maybe play um, Trey Scott at the five, go small ball, and, and try and run Rashawn at the four. And he can step back and shoot threes, too. So whether they play him at the three and go a little bit bigger uh, or play him at the four, maybe in crunch time or something, I, I think he's going to give them a lot of versatility. And they're, to him especially, they're going to need because they have lost, you know, so much – Scoring, but also just kind of that versatility that guys like Jake and Gary right. um, gave them in, in terms of the lineups and handling the ball and all that kind of stuff. Sure. So he'll be thrown in there right away. Uh, I, I think Johnson will play quite a bit. I'm not sure on, on Hartnett how much he'll he'll get in there and play because uh, you know Dr is coming off of a redshirt season and they got Ellie and Nasir and, and Trayvon kind of all in terms of the. the uh, the front line. So I think it'll probably be a little bit of a uphill battle for him to get minutes. Uh, but they're high on him too. Like they like all three of those guys and you know, I know they're high on Prince coming in now as well. And Prince is getting a full four years of eligibility, is it correct? Prince? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's so he was gonna have to go to prep school you know, I'm I grew up in Ohio so I don't understand the prep school rules, yeah. but in certain states and California's one of them, like he was aged out of eligibility. So he wouldn't have lost a year of college eligibility, he would have just had to go on to prep school for a year. But apparently, um, from what I've heard, he, you know, basically worked his ass off to graduate college um, or graduate high school this summer and was able to, to come in. So I just, maybe he comes in and, and they just like him so much that they think he'll get minutes to play right away. But I, with him coming in this late and I think with some of the potential they see with him, I think they'd love to redshirt him and have him here a year. Uh, and basically, I'm just treating him as like a 2019 recruit. Yeah, and that's like mixed mo. Like he he is good at convincing guys to red shirt and kind of sit out a year, learn the program, learn the system, and then come in. I mean, that's what Sean Kilpatrick did and, and all that. So should be exciting. Yeah. And I'm obviously I'm obviously not the first person to say this, but you know, if they like a guy, they'll red shirt him. If, if right. they don't think he's very good or they don't want to keep him around, they'll kind of force him through. And it seems like they like Prince, so. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I know that would be a little weird for people. Why would they bring them at the last minute to classify him? But the, the benefit of having him there next year just to get them in their system and with their strength coaches and all that kind of stuff, that, that would be huge for them. Oh, Michael. I can't pronounce his last name, but the, the strength coach, he'll, he'll, he'll build him up. Oh, yeah, Reinfeldt, yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> that's for sure. He'll have him there. Go right away. He'll be right in there. <laughs> um, so... The only other question I have, I mean, I saw today, I believe, that they were ranked uh, in the top ten for defense coming into this season in all of NCAA, which should come as no surprise because that's 
you know, kind of using Ed's term, that's mixed MO. Um, should we be concerned about the loss in Canada at all? Um, and also, who's going to be stepping up as a, a leader this year? The first part, I, I wouldn't be too worried about that loss. Um, I mean, pe- pe- there have been tons of teams that have gone up to, to Carlton and got and, and lost. Mick actually said right before they left, like a lot of teams have gone on there, gone on there and got buzzed for all the doors here. Um, and so, like, I think Wichita State lost one year. There's an SEC team, maybe Vanderbilt lost. That was the uh, team that Duke refused to play, correct? I think that's true, yeah. Um, so I don't. That's not a you know. That's not a surprise. I, I kind of think if, if if he was honest with you, that that's what Nick wanted actually was for them to go in there and have someone knock him around a little bit, get humbled. Because uh, there are so many, yeah, and there's so many guys that are either new or going to have to be in new and taking on uh, you know shouldering a lot bigger burden than they did last season. So from that standpoint. I wouldn't worry about a, an early August exhibition loss. Um, Scoring-wise, heading into this season, I think it's really Jaron Cumberland and, and Kane from, uh, again, I'm not like, you know, this isn't breaking news or anything. That's, I think everyone knows that that's following them, but Cumberland's going to be able to step up and be the one guy, and Broom's just going to have to be that score that he was at Sacred Heart, um, you know, before he transferred. Right, sure. Cumberland's done it before, but he's He's done it as, oh, Jake did a good one, and they're doubling Gary. You know, he was always kind of like he might have been the leading scorer, but he was still the third option or, or something like that. And so it'll be interesting to see how he handles being the go-to guy, being the guy that other teams scout against and, you know, run their defense around. Um, there's been a lot of talk that they're going to run a lot more pick and roll on offense this season because that, that suits his game a little bit more. So I think that'll be interesting to see. Uh, but if those if, if those two guys, you know, aren't really up in their scoring, then I think they could be in trouble. And the, the one again, I don't want to put too much stock into the Canadian exhibition games, but Keith Williams, he looked a lot better than I I was ready for or anticipated. Sure. Um, and, and his numbers look good. So you know whether he starts, but if he can just be maybe like even a bench scorer, somebody who comes in and gives them eight to twelve points, six man type stuff, yeah. All right. Well, Justin Williams from The Athletic, the Bearcats' new beat writer. Um, thank you for your time tonight. And, uh, you know, we hope to talk to you again here uh, sometime either during the football season or uh, once basketball comes around. Oh, absolutely. Listen, you know, I know I'm, I'm new on the beat. And it's early, but I just really appreciated kind of, uh, you know, the way the, re- the reception I've gotten from UC fans. Um, you know, especially with football and the way things have gone there the past couple of seasons. So I, I really appreciate that. I appreciate you guys reaching out. Seriously, anytime, anytime you want to talk, let me know. Excellent. Sounds good. Thank you, sir. And remember, you can check out Justin Williams at Williams underscore Justin on Twitter, or you can check him out on The Athletic, where he's got his most recent uh, his most recent article is his. Uh, Bengals notebook, or I'm sorry, Bearcats notebook. Bengals. Uh, it's, it's close. I'm getting ahead of myself because our next segment is the Bengals. So this preseason, we finished at 3-1. and one. Um, There were some notable cuts and subtractions from the team, if you will. Uh, or even if you won't. Um, Matt Barkley, quarterback, he's done for the year, IR. Uh, Seathan Carter, who I don't know if you guys remember, I had him on my final 53. 
Um, I wasn't wrong that they were going to cut Ryan Hewitt, which I'll get to. But uh, Seathan Carter also going on IR. And uh, a rookie that I was excited about, especially after he got that interception in the fourth fourth game? Yeah, fourth game, right before the end there. Um, rookie out of Hawaii, Trayvon Henderson, a safety. Um, I thought he was going to make the team. And then he went down on a non-contact play. Um, but he's on season-ending IR as well. Uh, we also ended up cutting George Iloka, as we all know. Um, Ryan Hewitt, like I just said, he ended up going to Indianapolis. Uh, so we're going to see him in week two. Um, Michael Johnson also cut and then brought right back. I wasn't pleased. Um, and TJ Johnson, the uh, center, um, they were all cut um, as veterans. Um, some other notable cuts that some of them came back to us on the practice squad, some of them did not. Uh, linebacker Brandon Bell, tight end Moritz Boehringer, defensive tackle Andrew Brown, kicker Jonathan Brown, uh, one of your favorites from the preseason, uh, halfback Quentin Flowers. He's the quarterback that moved over to halfback from USF. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, that's your boy. I remember him now. Um, cornerback C.J. Goodwin, who we ended up signing over from the 49ers. Um, he ended up on our practice squad. Um, halfback Brian Hill. He ended up going back to Atlanta's practice squad where we picked him up last year. Uh, Linebacker Junior Joseph, offensive tackle Justin Murray, who I believe ended up in Oakland, question mark. Um, Cornerback Kavari Russell, who I thought was going to end up being our number four cornerback. All of a sudden he's on our practice squad. Um, Shocked me, actually. Um, Safety Josh Shaw. Wide receiver Kermit Whitfield, um, quarterback Logan Woodside, who at this point isn't even on our practice squad. We ended up signing uh, um, Hackenberg, Christian Christian Hackenberg, um, and then linebacker Chris Worley from the Ohio State. That place. Bleh. That place. Um, any surprises to you, Ed, on the uh, on the cuts? Hewitt was cut. Yeah, I was a little surprised by that because you know I wasn't because of how much money he was making. Um, and how much he was playing. I mean, as big of an Eifert fan I am, he's brittle. And I thought we were just going to have to use Eifert. Or, uh, he's not a tight end, Hewitt. though. He's, he's the H-back. He's the fullback. Who am I he thinking, then? Play. Tyler Croft? I ah, don't know. Damn, that's who I'm thinking. All right, so yeah. your point is so not then, on No, I'm not off. surprised by it. There it is. Yep. No, got no surprises this here. That's what we're here for, yeah. pardoning Ed's punctuation. You know, sometimes I forget things. There it is. We'll give it to you that you were on vacation last week. Yeah, that's what it was, man. The um, rum and cokes. The rum and cokes. <laughs> I had a white Russian. No, a black Russian on the cruise. How was she? Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, it's Kalua and Sky Vodka. Oh, yeah? I, it was okay. No. Whatever. Lady sitting next to me at dinner said try it, so I did. Hmm. Um, anybody else that surprised you cut-wise? Or that made the team? No, not necessarily. I mean... Because obviously, you know, the three three wide well, receivers guess, that we had been talking about all this time, Alden Tate, Cody Core, and Alex Erickson, all made the team. And then, and then the kicker, who I thought was going to make the team, got cut. I mentioned him, Jonathan yeah, Brown. that's mm-hmm. right, Jonathan Brown. Um, I guess I was a little surprised by that. I, I think other he, people were surprised by that as well. He missed a field goal in the fourth preseason game. Yeah, well... I know you weren't here for that. I was not. I know. That's why I said it. So I did miss that part. So maybe that's why I got cut. Maybe that's why you were surprised. Not much surprises me. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. I mean, I was actually surprised they kept as many receivers as they did, knowing that 
we are a little lacking in um, our secondary, our offensive line. No. Um, you know what I was surprised by? Go on. Pac-Man being signed by Denver. You're only surprised by that. Because I saw him in the airport the morning of. On his way to Denver. Probably. I would imagine. I don't know. I didn't ask him. Sounds about right. Yeah. What else didn't you ask him? Any questions? Like? For the podcast. There it is. Yep. What Had a microphone your- in my pocket and everything. Just, I, I, I was in shock, man. It's like Ken Griffey Sr. all over again. <laughs> what would we call that? That episode, Something Encounters. <laughs> missed, uh... It was like missed connections. Yeah, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, missed opportunities. <laughs> a lot of them. So, I don't know. I'm excited about this season. Um, I'm getting more excited. I think that everything I've been hearing as far as the beat writers here, because I listen to um, the Enquirer's podcast and all that, mm-hmm. um, all the round table, they were saying between 9 and 7, 10 and 6, which is a fringe playoff team depending on what the Steelers do. I'm like, I mean, I, I agree that we end up somewhere in that realm, 9 and 7, 10 and 6. I lean more towards 10 and 6, I think. Um, it. If we stay healthy, yes. Okay. If we stay healthy, that's the key. I mean, that's the key for every team. I know, but other except, teams except seem to come over. <laughs> other teams seem to overcome injuries better than we do. Agreed. So. I will give you that. Um, things that I have highlighted that I'm excited to watch this season. Or or maybe things to keep an eye on, I suppose. I don't know. Uh, what do you think this line's going to do, Ed? Hopefully protect the quarterback. Well, yeah, that's any line. Hopefully give him time to throw the ball. What I mean, so we know at this point that Alex Redmond is the new right guard over Trey Hopkins. Right. And right tackle is Bobby Hart until it's not, I guess. I guess so. Um, we, I know it was preseason, and everybody is kind of, kind of half-assing it. I, I didn't see anything that made me excited about that right side of the line. I didn't see anything that made me excited about anything. Pass protection was good, right, throughout the preseason. But the running game was piss poor at best. Well, that's true. So I mean, hopefully Mixon will step it up in the regular season, right? Maybe you gotta just, have a line to run behind. You can't just run left every time. Maybe he's just playing a Le'Veon, right, and just kind of sailing it in until the season starts. Just easing into the season. Yeah, just easing into the season. All right. That's probably he has that probably written across the top of his locker. Easing into, easing the, into season. the season. It's, Sounds like a Marvin Lewis t-shirt. It's not it season the day. It's easing easing into the season. Is season spelled S Z N? S Z N. Yes, absolutely. Season. I saw in Florida. I saw. I guess I'm guessing it was a high school girl. Her car drive by and it said uh, senior season S Z N. And I'm like, get out of here. Season. Everybody wants to be Johnny Manziel. So Except for me. Who shows up this year? Good Andy or bad Andy? We'll see both. Yeah. We'll see in the first quarter, we'll see bad Andy, and we'll be like, dang it, bad Andy. Well, Go no, away. Bring nobody, good Andy back. Nobody's going to be begging for Jeff Driscoll, though, the way they were A.J. McCarron. It's going to be like this. Bad Andy in the first quarter. Good Andy in the second quarter. 
come out of the halftime with bad Andy. Third, third, or fourth quarter? Good Andy. I hope so. That's how it's, it's I, the, I just need to see more good Andy than bad the Andy. The multiple personalities of Andy. How healthy do you think Tyler Eifert stays? Man, can we hope that this is the year he stays healthy? I'd love to see it. Um, it was, and Marvin's talking about almost a snap count, like a, a snap limit on him. Like, like a pitch limit. Almost, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the the what the comparison I was trying to get at. But, yeah. yeah he, hey, we need a touchdown. Put in Eifert. Nope. He's, he's at like, his limit. He's like, no, he's, nope. he's not going to be playing 50 snaps a game. And granted, I will say, we know what we have in Tyler Croft. We got to see it all year last right. year. Right. That's not a bad guy to hop in there. I can see it now. Fourth quarter. No, it'd be Monday morning. Bengals lose by a touchdown. It Marvin. Even, it won't even be that. It'll be five. Where Marvin. We needed a touchdown. Tyler was on fire the whole game. Why did you not put him in for that last play? Uh, he hit his, he hit his catch count. count. Yeah, his snap count. Snap he, count. We couldn't risk that. He hit 50. We didn't want to go 51. How excited are you about this defensive line? I'm excited. I want to see Preston, man. I want to see him in a game. Well, he's a linebacker, not the defensive line. But if we're talking the defensive line. He's still on the defense. We have this incredible rotation. behind the line. Well, you just wanted to see us talk about Preston. This defensive line could arguably be the best defensive line that Cincinnati's ever seen. Well, and that's why we signed him. With a rotation of Sam Hubbard. I'm not talking about Preston Brown. Get out of here. No, that's why I'm saying that's we signed these guys to these big contracts. Dunlap we, we and did, Gino. And, we did re-sign Dunlap and Gino, yeah. yes. Um, we also have the kids in uh, Andrew Billings, yeah, and who's playing out of his mind, uh, like the guy that everybody said he was coming out of Baylor. Right. Um, we got Go Bears. Jordan Willis. We've got Sam Hubbard. And we've got, uh, what's the guy missing? Big guy, big shoulders. The guy who's sacking everybody. Why am I? Oh, why is my mind going blank like two? Blank. Completely blank. I uh, should have the roster pulled up. should have. Yeah. I should have. I should have had this in my notes. I was just uh, trying to ask you the questions. Um, so you're excited to see the defensive line, though? Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see the defense. I'm excited to see this. I mean... I picked him up on my fantasy team team, so I really need him to play good. But oh well, in that case, like I can't wait to see the combination of Preston and Vontez, Carl Lawson. There's oh yeah, the name yeah. For you. Uh, Vontez and Preston together. That should be pretty good. Once he comes back after four games, four games. games, four games, four games, four games. Yeah. Which gets me to my next question: How many games do you think Vontez Perfect plays this year? Four. That's it. Total. Yeah. You think he ends up suspended again or injured? No, I want him to play more. I'm trying to be realistic here. So realistically, you think it's just four games? No, probably not. Six. You're giving him six? Eight. Eight. He can only play up to 12. Eight. I'm actually going to go with your six. Six? Really? I think it's only going to be six. What do you think is going to happen? Injury or suspension? He's got the concussion issues. That's right. He's had some of those, and he's a thumper. That's right. I've not seen anything in his history that says that he can tackle the right way, according to the new rules. And I think he's going to end up suspended again because of that. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm way wrong. I hope he doesn't get suspended suspended because of the new rules, but like, like that roughing the passer that happened during the preseason. Yep. I hope it's not like that. Yep. But who knows? I mean... I, I, 
I don't want any of that to happen. Well, the NFL is adapting on the fly. None it's, of them really have a clue what the hell they're doing. It's anyway. improv. It's improv it's football much, this time. Pretty much at this point. If you if you're playing Vegas odds, this is going to be the most nerve wracking season of your entire life. This is going to be a realistic BW 3s commercial. Yeah. I okay. This game is this game is so boring. Can we get something good to happen? Yeah, here we go. <sighs> Here's yeah. your remote. It's yeah. going to be like that. Um, how deep is our secondary going to need to be? You know there's no more Pac-Man. I know. You know there's no more Georgia Loca. Are we, we going to be okay with what we got? Hopefully. Yeah. Again, but again go back to everybody wants to be healthy, exactly. but it's not always the case. I'm sure we're going to see guys put in that. I'm leave. nervous AF about it. I wore my our secondary is where I'm actually more I'm more nervous about our secondary than I am about our offensive line because I know that the guys that we have to sub in on our offensive line are about as good as we have on our offensive line. That's a pretty good point. If our guys on the secondary go down, we are we're we're done. <laughs> we're done. I almost cussed two different different ways right now. <laughs> I don't know why I doubled different, but we'll um, be looking for guys on the street. It's gonna be bad. I mean, I know we have Kavari Russell and CJ Goodwin on our practice squad, right? But they are not William Jackson or Darquez Denard. I was so excited about the season Kirk until Patrick. you started talking. <laughs> I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer. I'm just saying these, are, about those these are the things I'm nervous about. Um, is, I didn't want to think about those things. Is Randy Bullock the guy? <laughs> Here's another Ed answer. I hope so. Yeah, I, I hope, hope so. so too. I hope so. And uh, I mean, yes. All right. Yes. He's the guy. He's a. He's the guy. Just doubling down. Yeah. Put stamp your name it. on it. Timestamp that. He's gonna pick him up for fantasy football to show his, <laughs> his loyalty. <laughs> Who has him? All right. No one. That's right. No one actually has it. Because it's a defense. Or a kicker. Yeah, that's um, Will the coaching staff be the biggest payoff this offseason? Yes. I think so. I think so, too. I think that it's going to pay off in dividends, and you're going to see some things this year, especially defensively, that we haven't seen in a long time. That's a good point. Yeah. No, I think I think we... To end on a well, positive note. Yeah, right. Thank you. Appreciate that. Jeez. I didn't watch it again. I mean... Believe in, believe in something nobody, even though nobody else does. You know, like Marvin Lewis getting to a Super Bowl, or fired, or uh, there's two things we can hope for, right? Those are things. Marvin Lewis getting first past the first round of playoffs or getting fired. Those are things that nobody believes will happen. Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> What's uh, the odds in Vegas on those? They're both probably equally bad. <laughs> we gotta look that up. Notable injuries this week. Um, Cordy Glenn was limited, but he did practice. Um, and Cody Core was the only one of the 53 that had uh, days off. So, FCC.
I do like that chair. It gets me excited. Um, Especially when the guy starts yelling at the beginning. Especially when FCC wins every single game they play. What are they at? 17 straight wins 16, now? Well, 16 without a loss. Jeez. It's ridiculous. Can we just not play in the playoffs and just go ahead and give us a championship? Speaking of, we'll get there. Um, FCC, they won in Tampa. Um, there were, since our last show anyway... Um, goals by Emmanuel Ledesma in both the second minute and the 86th minute. Um, both teams played down due to red cards. Uh, there was a controversial call where two players basically went for the ball at the same time. And uh, the ref, uh, he made a call for us, which is kind of what happens when you're on the winning side more often than not. We've seen it with Pittsburgh. We've seen it with New England. I'm not talking soccer, football at this point, but you know what I'm talking about. When when teams are on the winning side of the ball, calls go in your favor, right? Exactly. So um, we want, we like being on that side. Yeah. We absolutely like being on that side. FCC fans are not familiar with being on the other side of that, really. They're not. They're not used to being the normal, um, you know, in any case, Cincinnati sports fans. Yeah, I mean, there is that. Um, in the controversial call, ended up being uh, a red card was issued, and um, we got a we got a, a, a goal kick, and Ledesma got it done. So, um, next game that we had though ended up being a two one win at home against the Pittsburgh Riverhounds. They were super frustrated. Literally, they had no idea what they could do. Why were they so frustrated? Because they were up for a majority of the game. And there were goals in both the 80th minute by... I hate these names. Um, Deacle, Deckel, Keenan. And new pickup, Fernando Addy. Addy scored in the 88th minute. But to Addy. Addy is slowed down. Now to the 18. Fernando Addy over to his left foot. Fernando Addy! His first goal in Cincinnati! The Orange and Blue lead 2-1. Adi. Adi. His name is Adi. He has that Cincinnati Adi A tooth. wild celebration on FC Cincinnati's bench. So is it going to be Cincinnati? Ooh. <laughs> that was an exciting goal. Cincinnati. Cincinnati. You heard it here first. Can Unless we, you didn't. How do we get that trademarked? You hashtag now? it. Hashtag. You hashtag it. Cincinnati. Um, so it was Adi's first goal with FCC, as you heard. Um, like I said, that was our 16th straight game without a loss. And we actually clinched the uh, playoff berth for the USL Cup in that game. Uh, some other things real quick about the uh, FCC. We've played 27 matches, 18 wins, 6 draws three losses we've scored a total of 60 points and we're up 13 points on louisville city who happened to be up next on saturday 7 30 most of you will probably be watching some other form of football That's not true. european i saw a uh, fc cincinnati fan on twitter had a t-shirt made because it's the, hopefully the last time we'll have to play louisville hopefully they don't make it to the mls and it said, uh, last time around the bases, you know, because they play on a baseball field. You love pointing that out. I mean, it's a baseball field. You're so mad about it. 
Um, it's like, like, who was it, the Raiders that used to play on a baseball field? you got to say it the right way. It's the Raiders. Raiders! Oh, jeez. I think Berman. I don't know what's going on there. That's fine. Um, so, uh, two players. Uh, Michael Lahoud. 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 I don't know. Um, for Sierra Leone. And Pa Canote for Guinea. Uh, they were both called up for AFCON, which is the African Cup of Nations. Oh. Uh, so they're going to be leaving the team on Saturday, um, or before Saturday. So they're both actually going to miss uh, Saturday's match. But they're going to be playing in the African Cup of Nations. Um, if you remember Pa Canote, Canote I'm not even sure. Um, he was the Swedish guy that we got um, just recently for right. our transition into uh, MLS. Um, and Coach Koch, he is actually a – I didn't know this. He's a native South African. That makes sense. I think that his last name is – yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and he's actually really excited for his players to represent Africa. So he's not at all upset that his players aren't going to be here for Louisville um, or that they're going to be missing time or that oh, they're man. not going to be under our care and all that. I hope um, we don't lose to Louisville because of this. That would suck. I mean – Okay. That would be the worst. It's, would it? We already clinched playoffs. Yeah, that's true. Throw your second string out there and make sure the top guys don't get injured. Yeah, that's a good point, too. Um, and it's Louisville. Yeah, I don't like Louisville. We'll be in the MLS. You'll be on a baseball field. <laughs> baseball field. <laughs> um, in any case, on to the Reds. So I got two notes. On the Reds. All right. Because we've had so much going on in this show anyway. The only things worth noting at this point are Homer Bailey's really bad. Yes. I know I talk. I've beaten this horse into the ground. I buried it. I dug it back up when he came off of IR just to beat it back down into the ground again. Um, his record is 1 14. He's 1 19 in the games that he started, I believe. Um, and it's it's just embarrassingly bad. It's not good. Yeah. And, and at this point, let's just cut the ties. Let's forget about the money. It's hurting the team more than it's helping the team. It just there's bye. no run support when he starts. It's just bye. Unreal. Just bye. Bye. The other thing worth noting is Scooter could potentially win a batting title this year. Oh, that's a positive note. Um. If anything on this team is a positive note, that's got to be about the biggest one. That's a pretty big one. Only one player can win the batting title. That's true. Take away the triple crown from somebody else when you win the batting title. Speaking of titles, did you see that uh, Brandon Phillips got caught up in Boston and then hit a game-winning home run? I'm not sure how that's a title, but... Well, because he won the Golden Glove. Like 100 years ago. He's I did see gonna, that, though. He's gonna probably going to want Boston to retire his jersey now. I think you forget that my wife's best friend, Tony, is... A Boston fan? Yeah, she lives in Maine. Oh, yeah, that's Huge true. Boston fan. You know what's better she than... She even texted me about Brandon Phillips. And it would have been way cooler if she had said... She ended up saying... Uh, her text... She texted Danielle and I at the same time. She said, Brandon Phillips, doe would have been way better if she had said that dude 
You know what's better than Brandon Phillips in Boston? Little Debbie's in Boston. <laughs> lobster. Uh, yeah. Had a lobster roll this week. Lobster. At the Anchor for our anniversary. I want some lobster. Lobster roll. $25. Jeez. On Wednesdays. Otherwise, we're 32 there. Jeez. Yep. It's all lobster. It's a whole sandwich of lobster. I thought you could get a lobster from General Jim for cheaper than that. Yeah, well, then you got to cook it yourself. Oh, I can do that. No thanks. Oh. Ed. That's all the Reds news. We round in third. Let's do it. So, how was Jamaica Mon? I wasn't in Jamaica Mon. Oh. Yep. Right. It's a good shot. You didn't go to Jamaica at all? No, we were in Dominican Republic and... This whole time. Turks and Caicos. Yeah, man. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were in Jamaica this whole time. No. That's no, so no Jamaica Mon. I thought you were repeating your... Uh, no, yeah, yeah that's where we went for the honeymoon. Right? I remember. Yeah. You had the wigs and everything. Oh, yeah, they gave those to us for the pictures, yeah. No, man, we were in the uh, Dominican Republic and Turks and Caicos. It was good. Um, there was uh, uh, Michelle got a little motion sickness, so we didn't get to do one of our excursions. But uh, she got to swim with dolphins, which was pretty cool. Um, did you know dolphins shed their skin every two hours? Sure didn't. Yeah, there's a fun fact on a Friday, because... Most people who listen to this on a Friday. Hmm. Yeah. Take that. Chew oh. on that a little bit. See how that tastes. I'm good. Okay. I don't want that sushi. No. That's not good sushi. My turn. Yeah. How many fantasy football leagues are you in? Two. And, okay. And which one do you think you have the best chance of winning? I never won. I haven't won a fantasy yeah. football league since college. I won a fantasy football league with Bill's friends one year, and uh, I never got paid. I literally haven't won since college. It's terrible. But I did get free dues that quarter. My fantasy for, uh, football team in, at work? Oh, for your frat? Yeah. Nine? Fraternity. Yeah. Fraternity frat. It's the same thing. Is it not? It's not. I didn't call it a frat. Nope. So, you don't call your fraternity a frat? Why? The same reason you don't call your country a country. You didn't see where I was going there. No, I, I'm I'm it's done fine. with this. I'm Can't done. say that joke. I'm, I'm done with this one. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ed, are you Team Eminem or Team MGK? Eminem, man, he's the original <laughs> OG, man. He's the original OG. Eminem is. <laughs> Gosh, man, how can you how can you not like Eminem, man? Your whole face. He came after just, everybody. Your whole face lit up like a Christmas tree. He came after everybody. Recovery was the best album. I mean, it's been some years since Recovery. I don't care. Cinderella Man was out there. You're out there. There's a storm coming that the weatherman couldn't predict. I dropped a ball, son. Do you have any of the clips from sick. what I'm yeah. talking about, though? Here's MGK dissing some Eminem. You put out wedgie out your dungarees I gotta respect the OGs And I know most of them personally But you just a bully acting like a baby So I gotta read you a nursery I'm the ghost of the future And you just have to need a Scrooge I said I'm flex, anyone can get it I ain't know it would be you I'm sick of them sweatsuits and them corny hats Let's talk about it I'm sick of you being rich and you still mad Let's talk about it Both of us single dads from the Midwest We can talk about it Or we can get gully I'll size up your body and put some white chalk around it Hey. Well, we gotta stop it there. Yeah, because then it gets into some F bombs. What's a goalie? 
Oh, um, excuse me, what? A gully? A gully? Yeah. It's, he I says, feel like, I feel like it's a boat term, right? He said something about gully. I don't know, probably rhymes with scully. Oh, okay, because he couldn't think of anything else to rhyme. That's why Eminem is the man. That's why? Yeah. He I thought he, it was he, body of work. He's, he has dope rhymes. G? I don't know. That last album. Before Kamikaze that just came out, did, he he sang that song, the zombie song. Zombie, zombie, <laughs> zombie. He did do that. Anyway, I just saw a tweet today that that girl died. She has been dead. I know. Why did I just see that tweet today? Dude. All day I was like, man, this has been horrible. It just they retweeted because they just found out that she didn't kill herself. She like drowned or something like that. It was. Uh, uh, drowning due to intoxication. Yikes. Yeah, I know. It's crazy stuff, man. Alright, how did we get here? I don't know. Um, so, aisle seat, middle seat, or window seat? Window seat, all day. Really? Yeah, I want the window seat. I gotta have that aisle. Danielle always ends up in the window seat. And I'm always, like, craning over her to try and look out the window seat. Is that water? Is that another plane? Shut up, man. <laughs> Is that a cloud? I, Is that what clouds look like from I've the sky? I've said all those things. <laughs> if you get asked, do you sit in the emergency row? Uh, well, I have. I had My first flight I did. I've only done that traveling alone, though. Oh. My first flight ever, uh, there was like six of us on the plane. It was three total? In the morning. Yeah. Oh. Flying out to Texas. Well, it was also the first anniversary of 9-11, like, to the date. So I don't think anybody wanted to fly that day. Texas Forever Street. Texas Forever. I didn't pull it up. <laughs> Speaking of which, we'll talk about that in a minute. I need the soundboard. I know. Oh, my brother-in-law's going to build one for us. Um, but, yeah, they, the lady, she goes, you're in the emergency room. Are you prepared? And I'm like, uh, ma'am, this is my first flight. What are you, what are you talking about? She's like, well, you need to be prepared to open up that door. Has and, Jesus saved you? Right? You need to be prepared to open up that door. You're going to Texas, and get son. Everybody out of here. And I was like, um, trust me, I'll be the first one out of it. Oh, you're gonna go before your grandma? I was like, yeah. You're traveling with your grandma and my mom and my aunt. Huh? We were going up to Texas to see my cousin get married. Takes forever. It was Waco, so. So. Did Michelle make you a Joey Votto for President shirt yet, so you can trade him for a jersey? That's a great idea. No, I, she has not, and um, I, I don't know if I'll ever get that close in a seat to get it traded. I'm going to have make me one that says Joey Votto for Prime Minister. Oh. Because then he'll want that one. He might. Well, that's what he... That was such a cool thing, though. That was pretty cool. He, it's, he, it's not the first time he's done that. Like He's done that with guys before. He's a national treasure. Have you seen the, um, is it Coffee with Comedians? With Seinfeld? Yeah. And, um, like Letterman? Riding in cars with... But they talk about Joey Votto and they both met him. Huh. Yeah. Both Seinfeld and... Yeah. Oh. If I could find it. Uh, while you're, uh, asking me questions. I keep asking questions, other than, otherwise you're not asking. We'll maybe throw it in at the end. Chop okay. it in. It's your turn. I just asked. Oh, Joey Votto for Yeah, you president. did. Um, is this extreme heat that we've been having this week your fault? No. Yes, it is. How? Last podcast, you started off by saying, welcome to fall. 
this is how it's going to feel forever. Um, I'm okay with the heat. I sweat like a fat kid anyway. Oh, dude. Regardless. Sweat like a freaking pig. So. Just tonight getting dinner. <laughs> so I'm good with it because then everybody else is miserable like me. So I don't mind. So since your travels. I found the clip. Since your travels, did you know that you potentially have become a Zika virus carrier for the next three months? I didn't get any bug bites. How's that going to happen? None at all? No. No mosquitoes sucked any Ed blood? No. Huh. No, man, I'm clean. All right. Not according to the CDC. Well, you know, the CDC... I I think I'm good. I wasn't on the Emirate Airs uh, plane. Did you hear about that? Uh, the one that Vanilla Ice was on? Yeah. I did. A hundred people on the bottom level were sick. <laughs> M wasn't having that. I got the black lung pop. Vanilla. Vanilla Ice wasn't having that. Vanilla latte. Yeah. Uh, Nelly's coming to NKU. You gonna go? Dun, dun, dun. Hot-ish. I got them Air Force Ones. Winnie Cooper, honey <laughs> yeah. Tooper. You know who else is coming to town? Who? Yin Yang Twins. No! And Bone Thugs. Oh, I want to see Bone Thugs. I also, who, who's coming with Nelly? Um, Aerosmith, NSYNC, and Britney. <laughs> That'd be sweet. Doing the Super Bowl <laughs> doing Super performance Bowl. all over again. Yeah. Oh, no, it's um, Ja Rule. No, not Ja Rule. Juvenile. Oh, yeah. How about that for some good stuff? Yeah, I'm going to not gonna say no. No? No. Not after the last rap concert. Oh, yeah. Speaking of. <laughs> yeah. You're good with those. <laughs> Fighting kids. Fighting kids. Oh. <laughs> oh, you want to talk about that for a second? No, sure don't. Um, no, I'll tell you all about that. So how are you feeling Damn about your, uh, your, your PTP fantasy football team, man? Um... I, I feel good about it. I mean, I got some players and some things. And they're, you know, good. Still Team Mayhall. I mean, it should be good, right? I mean. Did you even come up with a team name? Yeah, East Dillon or the Dillon Panthers. Texas Forever. Texas Forever Street. That should be the sound clip we use to talk about fantasy football. Oh, it should be, yeah. Ooh, nailed it. Guess I'll be uh, doing some stuff. So. Obviously, we've been talking about doing the uh, fantasy football for a couple weeks. We did have our draft. And uh, starting next week, we're going to have a little segment every week where we do talk about the uh, the fantasy football team or the fantasy football league. So you can feel free to fast forward if it either has nothing to do with you or you don't want to hear what we have to say about fantasy football. Don't so, fast forward. We have a lot to say. We have so much to say. There's so much to say. I'll be able to tell if you fast forward, too, on iTunes if you do it on iTunes. Got more questions? Uh, no, I thought I had five, and I only had one. So let's replace that with the David Letterman, Jerry Seinfeld, Votto. I went to uh, see the Cincinnati Reds play. That was my boyhood team. Right. Uh, there's a Joey Votto. Are you familiar with this guy? Sure. I know Joey yeah, Votto, I mean, yeah. Tremendous play. Tremendous. Yeah. First baseman. The stadium is packed, and it's just about this quiet. So Joey Votto comes over to where the batter's box, uh, the on-deck circle used to be. And so he's standing there, and he's, he's swinging the lead bat, and he says, uh, uh, this will be uh, my last bat. He's saying this to us. We're in the stands. And we said, oh, okay, Joey. Well, good luck. 
And he said, I just wanted to thank you for coming to the game. I, I thought that was the nicest thing. Why is he saying thanks for coming? That's, he's a nice man. Has, has that ever happened to you at a Yes, moment? it has. Really? With Joey Votto. I'm not lying. I'm not lying. I was at a Dodger game like a month ago, and Joey Votto, you think I'm making this up? Yes. I'm not. Yes. I am not. George, you, you were there, and Joey Votto was standing on first base, and, and he has these great seats, show business. And Joey Votto turns to me and he goes, hey, Jerry, how you doing? And I just got, so, I, I, I just leapt out of my skin. I was so excited. Joey Votto knows who I am. Yeah, yeah. But it, it was different. I think, it, I, now, I don't want to diminish your little adventure. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he is standing there. The game's in prog progress. Yeah. He's got the, the, the weighted bat. Yeah. And it's like, uh, oh, uh, be sure and get your coat, and uh, thank you for coming over, and we had a lovely evening. Well, and because it's you, you though. Well, no, it's not me. It's, you, I, think he's, you think he goes down the line, the first baseline, and says, and thank you, and you were great, too. appreciate all your cheering. That's pretty much the end of it. Do you think he was telling the truth? Uh, yeah. That's Seinfeld? Joey Mata. You think Seinfeld was? Yeah. That's really funny. It's Joey Votto, man. I've never heard that clip before. Oh, that's funny. It was all over was the a, internet. That was a gem. They asked him about it. Oh, man. We'll get into that next week. All right, because Joey had a good response. Save too. it for next week, since we have nothing he good says, to talk about the Reds. He Don't, said something No like, spoilers. Okay. <laughs> hey, stay tuned for the follow-up. Part next two. Next week. Joey Part Votto. Two. Next week. Dun-dun-dun. Bum of the week. Oh, yeah. Bum of the week. Wasn't prepared. Because you're training like a damn bum, you know that? Bum. A bum! You are a bum! You're a bum! And that's all you'll ever be! A bum! Well, that hurts, man. <laughs> that lady gets me every time. I still need to know what movie that's from. <laughs> so, bum of the week. Mine would have been Homer Bailey, but as we talked about, I've beaten him into the ground repeatedly. So I'm going Levy Le'Veon Bell. Jesus, we have the same one. Shut up. <laughs> I knew this was going to happen. Nice. Eventually. Then that that seals the deal. He is the bum of the he week. He's officially the bum of the week. He, I think he's officially the bum of the year. How many fantasy drafts has many, he destroyed? Oh, my goodness. Not only is he pissing off his 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 teammates, but now he's pissing off all these fantasy football owners. His teammates definitely hate him. How many people are going to lose so much money? He's a Pittsburgh Steeler. Bum. So Ramon Foster said he makes seven times what I make, twice as much as Al Villanueva, and is. You remember who Al Villanueva is, right? Yeah, and is making the veteran is making and work, and we're the guys who do it for him. Yeah, uh, Marquise Pouncey was even worse than that, actually. Yes, no, Marquise Pouncey said. I think I have it right here. Um. Marquise Pouncey is clearly done with Le'Veon Bell's absence. Says he had he says he's much he'd much prefer Bell just say when he's going to show up, even if it's in week ten. Why play hide and seek? Why let your agent say this? Just man up and tell us when you're gonna what you're going to do. Bum. And he said something like, honestly, it's a little selfish, and I'm kind of pissed off right now. It sucks that he's not here. We'll move on as a team. 
it doesn't look like he'll be in the in the game week one. There's talks that he may not come in until week ten. So this is all because he didn't get a big contract. He only got franchise tag. Correct. So now he's trying to make sure that he's still good for next year to get a big Correct. contract. What a selfish. There, there is a situation where if he doesn't come back by a certain time, the Steelers could potentially franchise tag him next year also. Oh, please make that happen. That would be funny. This is just, well, this is not just like it, but this is like when Carson Palmer said he wasn't going to play and retire. Ended up trading him. Got traded. That worked out well for us. It did actually work out pretty well for us. Thanks, Hugh. Appreciate that. Getting trades up there in Cleveland you like to make? Huh? Does he have any trades up there in Cleveland he would like to make? Well, if he did, they wouldn't get the paperwork turned in in time, and it would all be a mess. <laughs> so, I'll take Maker, Baker Mayfield for the win. Um, That's all we got, I think, right? Unless you got anything else? I got, I got nothing, man. Be sure to check us out on Facebook. Pardon the punctuation. Check we us out on beer. Twitter. Oh, beer. Well, I'm going to finish this. All on right. Twitter, at PTP Podcast Cincy. On Instagram, pardon underscore the underscore punctuation. Give us a shout with your questions, comments, feedback, hot takes, fantasy football hot takes, whatever. We want to hear from you. Fantasy football trash talking. 513-818-2077. Don't forget to check us out at www.pardonthepunctuation.wix.com forward slash blog. Let us know if you want to write for us. We want to hear from you. Yep. Uh, you can sh- give us a shout with that writing sample at pardon the punctuation at gmail.com. We don't care if you have any experience or not. We're not here to edit it. We just want to, or we are here. Oh, well, Aaron, I'm, we'll gonna, edit I'm, gonna edit, I'm gonna edit the hell out of it. Let's yeah, be real. Let's be honest. Uh, but I'm not gonna edit content, just going to edit grammar and punctuation. I'm gonna boom. I'm gonna post my shit before you read it. Don't say that just, word. Oh it's, stuff. It's really hard for me to censor myself all the time. So I'm gonna, I can't I'm have gonna, you. I can't have you. I'm gonna post that stuff before you read it. <laughs> we try to be family friendly. We're not we good at it. Um, in any case, I stopped the song before. What's in Ed's fridge? There's beer. Prepared. It's that top one. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, Ed, since it's still hot out, we, we do got? have. Oh, I'm, snatching, I'm, I'm, I'm snatching peach dodo. All right. Mine's, what do I get? Mine's. Oh, it's an Oktoberfest. There, there's a couple. I'll take that one. You get Franz. This will be my second Oktoberfest tonight. Well, we're both going with Rheingeist. Oh, yeah. Um, I got the peach dodo, which is a goes sour ale with peaches. Uh, 4.4% alcohol, 12 IBU. What you got? I've got the Franz Oktoberfest beer. Hans and Franz. Yeah, so Toverfest, bro. Alps, Returned, Idea, Brisk, Hikes, Malts, Pump You Up. That's what it says. 5.4% per, 5. alcohol by volume, 20 IBU. It's tart. It is tart. Jeez, this is cold. This is good. That's all we got for you tonight. I love Oktoberfest. For Ed, I'm Aaron. Hashtag Cincy Strong. You got it before I did. Hashtag Cincy Strong.